James Nichols is the man in charge of the English band ISF. James is here for a talk about the debut ISF release, Feel, Kill, Conceal, Reveal. You're a busy guy, James, so thanks for taking time for us. No, it's all good. My pleasure. I wonder if you might actually be the invisible man, though, James. On the Facebook page for ISF, you're nameless, and on their throats are an empty tomb. You appear only as James, so do you like the anonymity? Um, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not too fussed about being this kind of unknown person behind the music or whatever, but it's kind of nice to be able to not be someone different, but certainly be myself when I'm doing music. So uh, I, I, I get to kind of just express myself no matter who's watching um so that's kind of the idea of it being sort of slightly kind of less focused on me um, i'm not i'm not really that to loads of attention uh when it comes to this kind of thing but uh, i'm not too private about things so it's, yeah it's cool what about as an artist can you exist without social media um probably not nowadays um, <laughs> I mean, I, I suck. when it comes to social media, I'm rubbish at it. I, I, I don't really use Twitter. Um, I use Facebook pretty much just for music uh, and posting photos. I'm not one for uh, constantly being on social media. So my own kind of digging up my own profile, uh, that's where I, I'm, I'm probably a bit rubbish at because I, I just, yeah, I, I kind of cross my fingers and hope people hear about it. So um, <laughs> Dave and uh, the guys at Zach, they're, they're really like, uh, helped with that i'll be pretty screwed without that <laughs> <laughs> okay well if that isn't important then let's talk about something that is isf has brought out its debut release feel kill conceal reveal through zap records the title is accurate but maybe it's too accurate since it's really aimed at the human condition yeah totally i mean like the, the titles themselves um Here's another thing, like, like whenever I've been in bands and stuff, I've been somewhat on rubbish at coming up with names because that I think is cool, and then the next day I'll, I'll be sick of it. So uh, it's not massively creative, the the name for the EP, because they're also the track titles. Um, but actually came from a from an Eminem song, um, actually. Weirdly, I just happened to be listening to it, and I, I was just like, oh, I'll just use that for the four tracks, like... And then I had the names before I had the lyrics. So in a way, I based the, some of the lyrics around uh, what the song was titled uh, and what I wanted to get across. We've got to talk about the music style because the release is straight noise from front to back. I'm going to be harsh here and ask this. Is noise a music medium? Um, is it music? It depends what your definition of music is. Um, I think... When when it comes to personal preference and taste, um, I'd say yes, because you could argue that anything can fall into the category of music. I'm using musical instruments on the track, um, but on the other hand, it kind of very, very niche, you know, so I'm not too fussed about, if people say it's not real music, I'm like, that, that's totally fine. I'm not claiming to be an amazing musician. Uh, I'm just wanting to throw some stuff out there and, and uh, make a bit of noise. I mean, Believe it or not, within there, there are where there, where there are riffs. It's not just kind of, sort of hitting a table and calling it music. But, you know, I guess it's, at, t- at times it's probably not far off. So, I suppose that's sort of encompassed on the ISF band bio that has a quote from 
Darren Malakian from System of a Down, who said, we don't care what anyone says. If we like it, we like it. That's the way free form of art should be. You should be free to express yourself. There's no such thing as a bad idea. Is it the art of System of a Down that made such an impression on you? Or is it just that statement from Darren? Um, I think mainly that statement. I, I do like System of a Down. I've always liked them since I was much younger. Um, and a lot of their music is quite random, quite uh, just a bit weird. And, um, and stuff. But I think mainly it was that statement that really stood out where I kind of thought, you know what, that kind of sums it up. That's exactly what I think about uh, when it comes to music. Uh, and just the way he finishes it off with sort of, there's no such thing as a bad idea. I'm not saying that I like all kinds of music. There's a lot of music, certainly today's pop culture, that I think is just awful. But I don't want to say too much because I don't want to actually say people shouldn't listen to that because actually, if you like that, sure, go listen to it. I think it sucks. If you want to listen to it, go listen to it. And that's the same with this music where I'm like, you know what, a lot of people are going to think, that's awful, which is absolutely fine, like, you know. <laughs> and you're okay if you hear yourself being described as weird? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. The weirder, the better. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about the release, too, is that it's probably going to take us longer to talk about it than it is to play it through. I mean, man, this thing is brief. Four tracks, and the entire EP comes in at less than seven minutes long. Why keep it short? <laughs> Um, I guess that's partly to do with, I guess you could say, my lack of talent. I, you know, I've said before, I'm I'm not claiming to be some musician who can play all these things. Um, that's how long my attention span is, I guess. Uh, I like to keep things <laughs> short. Because, um, you know, if I start to get bored, then I'm sure someone else has done it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to kind of repeat things. And, and I obviously I haven't got the same structure as verse, chorus, verse, chorus type thing. Um, so I, the last thing I want to do is keep repeating myself. Um, it's fun. It's kind of it just flows when I'm making it. So I don't want to try and or I need to work out a riff that, that goes after this. So I, you know I kind of want to keep it um, as spontaneous uh, as possible. Like I, a lot of the the vocals, actually, I try I, I wrote out lyrics and then when I came to recording them, what came out was quite different to what I'd written down. And then I ended up saying, actually, yeah, that's what this song is about. So rather than trying to uh, hit something that I've prepared, I was trying to just say, actually, what, what do I want to say now? What's on my mind now? Uh, rather than what do I want to force out? So you enjoy having a lack of structure to what you're putting out? Totally, yeah. I, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. Even though it makes me lack of structure, um, there is a lack of thought that goes into it even though there's not much on the EP, there's actually quite a lot that I, I didn't use. Um, yeah, I, but I do like the lack of structure. It's just one more thing where I'm like, this makes it slightly different because um, I could choose to go for, let's have an intro where it builds up into a verse and then we'll go to a chorus and I'll oh, repeat the chorus and go back into another verse and we'll have a bridge. You know, it, it's kind of, if the point is to be different, then why try and follow a structure that already exists, you know? Well, you haven't really seemed to have needed, you know, that long length because the EP does have a lot of content. For an example, Feel It, the opening track of the EP, gets into our lack of awareness. And it brings in the line, this precious time of which we need to survive. This time we can't see what seems to be in front of us all this time. 
why are people so unaware? I don't know. I think it's that song in particular was basically about us kind of being conditioned by things. So whether it's media, whether it's uh, religion, I'm I'm a Christian, and I'm always challenging myself to make sure that I'm I'm not doing things just out of habit and just out of uh, a religious cycle. And actually, I'm doing it out of choice. I'm doing this today because I want to, or because I believe that it's right, rather than because I've done it every week for however long. And it's the same with like music um, and media and things like that, where I'm like, actually, the stuff that are, is in the charts, in my opinion, so, so much it, it sounds the same, it sucks, yet we all just kind of eat it up and accept it as this is what we refer to as popular. Uh, when actually, how many of us have chosen to have that on the radio? How many of us have chosen that? We're not really controlling what they tell us is popular. So... Actually, like I was writing those lyrics that came to me, and I, I sat next to my wife. We were watching TV, and she's like, "Oh, what, what, what did they say?" And I read it out, and she's like, "It's not about us, is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, no, no, no." So you know, uh, so that's what it's about. So it's cool. So much of mainstream radio is specifically geared to women from 25 years old to 40 years old. That often generates or lays out what's going to be heard on radio because of the market they're trying to deliver to. Right. Well, yeah, no, that's true. Um, but perhaps the market would be different if uh, what they were putting out was maybe more broad. So I, I, I don't listen to the radio because I'd much rather like, listen to my CDs or whatever. But if my CDs, for example, were played on the radio, I'd probably tune into the radio. So I, it's kind of a catch-22. They're, they're obviously providing some because there's a demand for it. Um, but at the same time, like that demand exists because it's been shaped by the provider, in a way. Well, talking about TV or even film, the following song, Kill It, you don't have any of your own vocals, but you bring in that famous soundbite from Network where Howard Beale is yelling, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Are you really yeah. that mad? Um, like, Don't get me wrong, I haven't got this massive chip on my shoulder, but it was this kind of, like, when I was thinking about that, and I didn't really have any more words to put to that song, where I was like, actually, like, that's it, that's all it is. Like, I'm just thinking, you know what, and that's, that's actually where it kind of started with me wanting to do my own music, because this is, the first time I've done any sort of solo uh, work, um, and I kind of just thought, screw it, I'm, I'm not going to wait until I join a band again or whatever, I'm just going to do it, and, you know, and in a way, like, I'm just not going to take it anymore, you know, so I, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's just get it out and, uh, and see what happens, so kind of, that, that kind of, yeah, that was a standalone statement that I felt was better on its own, and it's just summed it up. Well, in that movie, Beale had half the country shouting about how mad they were. So do you think the song will get the same kind of reaction? Um, don't know. I can't, I, I've, I've no idea what kind of reaction uh, I'll get to any of the, any of the music. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard to, hard to really say. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the concept behind the song Conceal It. And you say on it, we are made different. We're not all the same. So do your own thing and stop following. That's certainly not what marketing companies, schools, or even the government wants. They all like people right. to have that cookie-cutter mentality. Totally. I mean, like, 
yeah, that was kind of, it followed the same lines, but it's kind of, do your own thing. Stop being afraid of pushing the boundaries and stop being afraid of whatever people think or, you know, stop trying to look like each other. Um, I mean, there's not really a way of being completely individual anymore, if I'm honest. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, do your own thing, don't, you know, express yourself and stuff. Like, this has been said for years and years and years and, you know, it's, it's not like I'm anyone's starting a revolution or anything, but I, I think the the kind of truth is the same. That actually, why, why are we trying to be like each other? Like it, it doesn't work. You're not me, and I'm not you. So there's only one of of me. So I might as well be me because I'm going to be rubbish at being anyone else. But how often do you think it is just that people in general or society, you know, as we were talking about, sort of dictates it? People really are afraid to break out of the norm, break out of the box. Yeah, um, well, it's partly people being afraid to do it, and you know, and, and it's partly people not realizing they can. Um, you know, I, I've already said, like, I, I'm a Christian, and my parents are Christian, so I was brought up in a kind of household, I guess, where that was kind of normal. And it wasn't until uh, like much later uh, in my life where I kind of actually made my own decision about it and, and I had an opportunity to sort of go no or yes and you know there were times where I said no and there were times where I said yeah but, but the point is it took quite a long time for me to even realise actually this isn't about what they want from me or this isn't about this or that it's about I have this option I have this opportunity to opt into something uh, and I can either do what I feel and what I think and uh, or I can go along with the trend and, you know, in that case it was go along with uh, what I've been brought up as or, you know, someone else it might be go along with the fact that all my mates are into doing this or this kind of music or doing this kind of thing on a weekend or just whatever. And actually, like, it's almost like we don't realise, oh, wait, hang on, we don't have to do this, you know. It's quite simple when it comes down to it. I just don't think we're as aware as we could be. What about filling us in on the closer of the EP, the song Reveal It? Um, well, Reveal It, man, that was, uh, that was like one... Ha- I don't, well, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but in a way, that was one happy mistake. Um, I recorded that, and something messed up on my recording, and it sounded better than if I'd re- repeated it and, and done it again properly. So, <laughs> actually, um, yeah, it's... It kind of just rounds off the EP quite nicely, in a way. It does round it off, but the song doesn't give any form of resolution to some of the issues that you've brought up. Should there be a resolution? Um, no, I don't think there needs to be a resolution. I think the, the resolution um, really comes from what people do next. So all I've really done is, is talked about the kind of pressing things that are on my mind and what I'm thinking about. I'm not out to kind of change any anyone. I'm not out to sort of say, you know, challenge people on it. I just want to put it out there and sort of see what people do with it. And, you know, one person might hear it and go, oh, this is, you know, this is great. Like, I, And, you know, they might decide, actually, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do this. Or that. And then other people might go, okay, cool. And, you know, it doesn't resonate. And that, that's fine. Like, it kind of... It doesn't, I don't feel like the message of it needs to conclude in the EP because the conclusion really happens afterwards and it's just whether the listener, whatever they choose to do, that's the conclusion. So it would be different for everyone. 
ISF isn't the first project where you vented about a topic you're a part of. Their Throats Are Open Tombs and their self-titled album. It was harsh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I guess, the first step forward for me where I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this is a good medium to get out these things. Um, you know, because when I, when I said, oh, I'm in this project, Throats Are Open Tombs, you know, this is what it's about. Um, it kind of talks against uh, prosperity gospel kind of preach and that kind of thing. Um, and someone said, well, why do you feel like you need to write music about that? Like, you know, why do you feel like you need to talk against something like that? You know, it's up to whoever, we, you know, they can choose to do what they want. And, and actually, I was like, well, if I wrote a book about it, people wouldn't seem to be too fussed. You know, it's, it's another book that has another opinion. I was like, well, actually, this is, in a way, like uh, just another series in, in a book that I've started to write, you know. It's um, Throats is one thing, and ISS is another one, where I'm like, actually, this is another chapter. Um, you know, going back to your previous question about it concluding, like, I, I don't feel like it has concluded yet. I, uh, I think this is possibly something that I'll uh, end up talking about again on other tracks and whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really, like, this is my book. Well, I suppose it isn't all of Christianity that follows that prosperity gospel mindset. Do you know people no. that actually want to have that? Um, well, I, over here in, in the UK, it's not that prominent. It's not like a massive thing. Um, so, you know, I, I admit it's not the first thing I jumped to about sort of writing music about. You know, a friend approached me about it, uh, and we were talking about it, and I, kind of, I was like, well, actually, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. So, um so me personally, I, I don't know people who are kind of hot on on that kind of thing. I know I know a lot, plenty of people who don't agree with it. Um, a lot of people who don't know much about it, so they're not fussed. Um, I don't I don't really know many people around here who who are particularly into that kind of thing. So, well, let's get your own personal opinion, and we'll take that topic into the material world. So, what should a Christian do with their wealth? Um, I think giving it away is a massive thing. Uh, talking about that topic, because it's a kind of Christian thing where, they, where they're kind of saying um, that this is about God, actually, like from, from reading the Bible or from, from whatever, that's, that's not something I, I believe is part of God and part of God. So it's, I guess my anger towards it is more that they're, take, they're taking it out of context, actually. Like that's, you're claiming that, that this kind of money is going to, magically do this or you're claiming that god is wanting you to do this when actually I, that's not true so um you know if someone decides you know I'll, i'm happy to give someone 100 quid and for them to try and heal me like that's fine but if they're deciding that they're doing it because god is is uh telling them i just don't believe that that's part of uh the way god works uh you know so i think with our with our money really it should be the opposite we shouldn't particularly people in the church particularly leaders and pastors who should be setting examples, uh, I think they should be more about serving and giving away their money and giving away their wealth and, and really just not holding on tightly to it. So, I mean, if I was really focused on making money, um, I don't think I'd be making the kind of music I make in my house because I'm not going to make my millions off noise. <laughs> you know, so... Well, something else that their throats are open tombs also brings up the topic about faith of Christians. Are there levels of faith, and like, how much faith is enough? Well, 
the Bible obviously like says faith. You need faith of a mustard seed, which is obviously something very small. Um, and actually, that's all that Jesus really asked for. Like on when he, you know, when he died on the cross. I hope you don't mind me going too deep into it, but when he died on the cross, um, there was a guy next to him on a cross who all he said was, "When you go to heaven, meet me there." Like, you know, basically that. You know, I'll paraphrase, but that's literally it. And and Jesus sort of says to him, "You know what? You're safe. See you. I'll see you in a bit." Um, very paraphrased. Don't get me. I'm not quoting. You know, I don't want anyone sort of saying, "Oh, everything." But like that. That's literally all the conversation was when the dude died. Um, and Jesus said he was he, he was going to heaven. So, um, so really, it takes just a tiny bit of faith to step out, um, and God can do so much with that. So, I mean, there are levels of faith. Um, there are kind of like, uh, I guess it's more of a journey. It's not like a level like, oh, I've leveled up, or I've you know I've got more faith than you. Um, but there are certainly levels because you know, in the same way, you can trust someone uh, with a little bit. And then as you get to know them, you, you can trust them a bit more. And then, you know, eventually you can trust them with everything. And that's kind of like the same with God. In the first meeting, you're probably only going to trust him a tiny bit because you're like, oh, you, you know, you don't really know what's going on. But eventually as you walk with God, as you build a relationship with him, you will just start to just put more trust in him. Um, so, yeah, there, there are levels in that sense, but not in the sense of hierarchy. It's not that kind of level. It's not kind of a better um, kind of level. Uh, just levels of, of trust and yeah, levels of faith in that, in, in that sort of that sense. <laughs> okay, I want to head even further back into your music past and bring up another band that you were involved in. The two-piece called Draw. You had a song called Beacons. Was that really a forerunner to the style of music you're doing now? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was a forerunner. Um, I think... Uh, our first stuff was probably uh, more of a forerunner because, like that, that was another thing where we were kind of it was me and a mate. Uh, we had exactly the same music taste. We we had exactly the same mentality really, and we tried setting up bands and they just just weren't working. And we kind of said, right, let's should we uh, just have a band practice, just the two of us. He was on bass, I was on drums. Um, and he didn't want to do any vocals, so I said, all right, fine, I'll give it a go. If someone has to. Um, and we were like, we'll either talk, we'll either do this again, and it will be a band, or we'll never talk about this again because it's horrendous. Um, and we, you know, we did, we carried it on, and it was, it was a lot of fun. So that, that certainly, that project was certainly a forerunner um, because it was through that that I, you know, I, we managed to meet people, and we, we hooked up with guys who started throats uh, or open tombs, and because of the way we, it was very DIY, it made me kind of realise that I can do that myself. Uh, so yeah, w- without that, there's no way ISF would be here. There's no way I'd be a part of Throats. Well, I suppose before we close up, I have to ask this obvious question about ISF. What do the letters stand for? <laughs> yeah, um, the the letters stand for I still fall. Um, and again, it's the it's the idea that those people that are on pedestals, uh, whether a celebrity, whether it's you know someone into music, uh, someone who does movies or or whatever, or whether it's someone in church, you know, a pastor. Um, the, the point is, they all still fall, they all still suck, they all still do things wrong. And the reason I've, I've named the project that is because you know I'm not saying that I'm on a pedestal. I'm not saying that I am now in this sort of league of you know celebrities. But I'm saying like as an artist, whether you're as small as me or as big as. Um, Jay Z, 
the point is that we're all the same. They still they still mess up. They still do things wrong. They still let their friends down. They still make mistakes. Like we all kind of need to almost realise that because we put so much trust in people that when they let us down, like we can't handle it sometimes. Particularly in church, particularly when they're Christians, because we expect them to be perfect. And the point is, no one's perfect. I'm not saying you can't trust people. I'm not saying you know, oh, everyone's rubbish. I'm saying everyone's normal. Um, whether you're on a pedestal or not. At the beginning of our talk, I brought up that quote from Darren from System of a Down. Something else that Malakian said was, I'm not very happy. I'm frustrated with human beings. I'm the guy who wants to smack people in the face and say, wake up. Could James Nichols also use that same comment? Um, I guess, yeah, I think I could. The, the the mentality of that, I, I'm like, yeah, I could. But at the same time, there, there's part of it where I'm like, actually, there's so many people before me, like him himself, you know, there's so many people before me who said that, like, who, who have more of a kind of stance to be able to actually go to someone, put you in the face and say, what the heck are you doing? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go around saying I'm starting a revolution. I've said that before. I'm not claiming to be the next whoever. But in terms of the mentality, yeah, I, I, that, that's, I'd say that's totally, totally on it. It's, it's kind of like a more violent version of the, the other quote, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I really appreciate our talk and your music. Thanks for coming to The Antidote. No, thank you for having me. It's been great.